can't relax. A Glisten Plus production. Episode 6, Building 7935. I sat at Marie's kitchen table, a blanket wrapped around my shoulders. My shoes and socks were in the basement, tumbling in the dryer. Marie stood at the counter next to an electric teapot. You want green tea or oolong? Whichever has more caffeine in it. Because the brainwashed slasher attack didn't give you the jolt you needed? Oolong it is. I'm so hyped I may never need a coffee again. The cops had already come and gone. They said they believed everything we told them. Whether that was true or not, it didn't really matter. They had been looking for Sunday before and hadn't found her. Officer Anders said he was going to put men along the river to keep an eye out for her body. Alive or dead. I I have this feeling she's still alive. So do I. Calum had gotten distracted by something on his phone. Are we not keeping you entertained? Shut up! I'm actually doing something here. Caleb slid his phone along the table to us. Check this out. It was an address. 7935 New Oxford Place. Tennyson, Oregon. Marie looked down at it too. What is this an address for? Wellism. It's the developer who made the Peace in Mind app. The corporate offices are just 20 miles away. They must have been doing local testing for their beta. And they were scoping out kids in the bowling alley to try it out? That's right. Maybe they know what the hell is going on with Sunday, and can stop it. That's stupid. No, I think it makes sense. We need answers. Tomorrow morning, I'll drive us over there. Marie brought me over a cup of tea. I breathed it in. My dad used to brew me up cups of tea when I was a kid. He poured in so much sugar that it left a thick sludge at the bottom. My dad would know what to do right now. He was a hero. My father had been on the volunteer search and rescue team. He tried to save the girl who had been swept up in the flash flood. He waded into the river and was swept away too. You must miss him. I was never stressed out when he was alive. All my worries came after. We're here for you. No offense, but you two aren't exactly calming presences. I bet they have a nap that can help with that. Too soon. The parking lot was surrounded by three identical buildings. Each one was six stories of steel and mirrored glass. The only difference between them were the giant metal building numbers above the entrances. 7935 is over there. Caleb pointed to the building on the right. For how big the buildings were, the parking lot was surprisingly empty. Most of the cars were parked near the entrance to building 7935. As we got closer, we could see a for rent sign posted in front of the other two buildings. We walked to the door of 7935. Inside the large atrium was a fountain, a security desk, and a wall with an electronic directory. The security desk was empty. Guess they don't get a lot of visitors. We walked over to the directory and tapped on the screen. It changed to a list of all the tenants in the building. There was only one, Wellism. 
Reception on floor five. Five it is. We walk to the elevators, hit the up button. Stepping inside, Caleb hit the fifth floor button with his knuckle. I'm going to have some choice words with this development team. I'm leaving them a one-star review. One star? Is it possible to give negative five? At least it was free. (laughs) That was twisted. And so necessary. The elevator doors open right into the lobby of the Wellism corporate offices. An empty reception desk sat beneath a glass wall with the company name etched into it. There was a pair of chairs, a couch, and a coffee table with tech magazines. Vases on the end tables held bouquets of flowers that looked as if they had been sitting there unattended for four or five days. Hello? You have some very angry users here that would like to speak with somebody. What now? Take matters into our own hands. Caleb went over to the reception desk and leaned over the counter. He hit the speaker button on the phone sitting there. Let's try extension 103. desk of Kayla Garris. I'm currently away from my phone. You can either leave me a voicemail or email me at kaylagarris at mac.com. They don't have great customer service either. Try another extension. Just about to. You have reached the marketing department. Hang up. Try another line. Or we could just use the door. The door to the offices was right next to the desk, and it was clearly not locked. I don't know if we should go back there. Or instead wait in the lobby? Until lunchtime? Kalen was right. I walked over to the door, and after a beat, pushed it open. Just beyond was a hallway. Can you see anyone? Just a hallway. Marie and Kalen followed me as I walked down the hall into a large room with desks and computers. And no people... Is today a holiday we don't know about? Would you quit cracking jokes? It's how I deal with stress. My gaze shifted to a smoked glass wall, beyond which I could see someone sitting at the conference table. I moved to the door and knocked on the glass. Excuse me? I gave the door a push. It only opened a crack. There was resistance. Something was preventing it from opening. I pushed harder. The door opened a bit more. Caleb, seeing that I was struggling, came over to help me. He put his weight against the door, and we pushed together. The door swung clear. Holy shit! It was a bloodbath. Five people lay dead on the ground. Stab marks in their skin and clothing. The woman sitting in the chair at the head of the table had her throat slit. Dried blood pooled in her lap. I felt like I was going to vomit. What's in there? Don't come over here. Why? What is it? Marie, you don't want to see this. I could feel color draining from my face. Anya, stay with me. We need to get out of here. What happened in there? I said stay back. Caleb grabbed my shoulders to keep my knees from giving out. That's when I saw the closet door in the conference room move. Caleb spun to see where I was pointing. Something's alive in there. We need to go now. The door swung open. A bloody woman came surging toward us. We couldn't move fast enough. Are they dead? Are they all gone? 
She didn't want to hurt us. She was terrified. Uh, who? Who did this? They went, they went crazy. Started killing each other. I'd be dead too if I didn't hide in the closet. They didn't know I was there. You should come with us. It will find me. Nowhere is safe. You can't stay here. We knew there were problems with the code. A bunch of kids went crazy and the others died in their sleep. We were working to debug it, but it didn't want to be fixed. The app has a mind of its own. Are we leaving or not? My boss bought the code off the dark web. Some Romanian company went broke and they were selling off their assets. My boss didn't fully understand what he was buying. None of us did. It made one of our friends go crazy too. It can be reversed. We were so close. That's why it attacked us. It needed to save itself. The woman reached into her pocket and pulled out a flash drive. She held it in her trembling hand. This just needs another 30 minutes of scrubbing. I think it can reverse the effect if we just plug it into- Anya? Hold on, Marie. Go on. A computer with enough processing power and run the defrag program. It's all on here. We just need a computer in time. Anya, someone else is here. I turned to see the man from the bowling alley. He held something that looked like a long rolling pin covered in blades. It had punctured his hand in a dozen places. The man opened his mouth. Embrace the joy. And then he charged. I moved fast, but the man wasn't coming for me first. He was charging toward his co-worker. She stumbled after me, but after days of hiding in the closet, she was slow. The blade-covered rolling pin smashed her in the side of the face. It cracked her teeth and dislocated her jawbone. The second strike slashed her windpipe. Oh, God! The woman could no longer scream. She just looked across the room with terror in her eyes. The possessed man turned to face Marie and charged. Calum rolled a desk chair into the running man. The man struck it. It was enough time for Marie to regain her senses. She was running for the exit. I was about to follow when I spied the flash drive in the woman's hand. It might have been the only chance of saving Sunday. And us. I moved for it. Anya, where are you going? Stopping by her side, I bent down and pulled the flash drive out of the fallen woman's hand. But I had to keep on moving. The crazed man had shifted his focus on me. And even worse, I had unintentionally backed myself into a corner. The only clear path was moving into the conference room strewn with corpses. I resisted looking down. I couldn't bear the sight of the pale bodies, some missing limbs, and others stiff with rigor mortis. If I could get him to follow me around the conference table, I might be able to circle around back to the door. I hurried to the far corner of the room on the other side of the table by the windows. You want me? Come and get me, you psycho! The man stared at me with a calm smile and cold eyes. My thoughts are clear. Are yours? He waited there. Was he going to run to the right of the table along the windows? Or to the left of the table along the smoked glass wall of the conference room? Whichever way he went, I would go the opposite. 
Then the possessed man jumped on the table and walked straight for me. He swung the blade threateningly in the air. I hadn't prepared for this. If I moved to the right or left, he would be able to leap on top of me. I backed up so I was nearly against the window. I had an idea, but I only had one chance at it. The end is just a new beginning. The man jumped off the table, hands outstretched toward me. And rather than diving out of the way, I reached out to grab him and used his own weight and forward momentum to send him past me into the window. The man's body was thrown against the glass, causing it to spiderweb, but not fully crack. I charged into him with all the force I could muster. I slammed into his back. His face and chest hit the window again. The window shattered. And the man went falling out of it, five stories down to the ground below. I looked down 70 feet at the crumpled heap of a man on the cement, then opened my palm to look at the flash drive. Thank God you're all right. I'm alive, not all right. I closed my fist around the drive. Let's get the hell out of here. Can't relax. Starring Penny Epstein as Anya, Olivia Trujillo as Marie, Andre Robinson as Calum, Patrick Laberto as The Voice, written and directed by Adam J. Epstein, executive produced by Sheila Stepanek and Adam J. Epstein, edited and mixed by Christopher Sousa, additional voices by Paula Lisby, Steve Ulrich, Brian Stepanek, Lila Butler, Adam Epstein, Jane Sylvia, Michael Nering, Sheila Stepanek, Suzanne Hesseloff. Music by Budakid. Graphic design by Dave Kogan. Can't Relax is a Glisten Plus production. <laughs> <laughs>